You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, and welcome to episode number 133 of the Blended Family Podcast. I can't believe we're already well into July. For me, the summer is half over, and I can't say I'm sad about that. It has been an unusually stressful one with the kids' ages. Yeah, I know. I did a show last week on the joy of raising teenagers, and I love my kids dearly. It's just tough in the summers because at the ages they are, there's just not much to do for them. They're constantly bored, and so they eat all day. We actually just had a family meeting last week to discuss the mess in the house. Sean and I go to bed at night with the house picked up, but when we wake up, it's upside down. So we pick up again in the morning, go to work for the day, and then come home to a mess again. Plus, the food is just getting inhaled as soon as we bring it home. And yes, they need constant reminders, just like toddlers. But I'm working on my own advice from last week, and I'm not letting it get to me, or at least I'm trying not to. We're actually getting ready to take a small trip up to New York to visit my family just for a few days, and just Sean and I, no kids. That's just too much chaos. But my mom lives up there, my brother, my aunt, my niece. I don't have a big family, but we try to get up there once a year if we can, especially to see my niece. She's still so young, and I hate missing out on that. I expect to not miss a show this month, but if things get too crazy for me, it might happen. I'll let you know. But I'm really looking forward to just having a few days off. I need it. Here's some exciting news. Our blended family is expanding. My ex has gotten engaged, and so my girls will officially have a stepmom, or bonus mom, as I like to say. Of course, she has already been playing that role, but now it'll be truly official. And the girls are happy. They like her. And that's all I care about. I don't talk much about my ex or his partner, but all is well on that end. And maybe I'll have her on the show soon. That would be fun. So today, I want to talk about living in the shadows of an ex. This is something I get so many emails about, and so I wanted to make a show out of it for you. Now, there are really two scenarios here that I will unpack for you today. The first is when you're with someone whose last partner passed away, and the second is just when you're with someone whose ex is alive and well, but you feel that you can't stack up to them. They're both very different situations, but at the same time, they have similarities when we look at what you might be experiencing. As the current partner, you may feel like you're always going to live in their shadows. You might wonder if you'll always be compared to that person. You may question how you stack up to them, or you might question if you'll ever be loved the same way. All normal emotions, but certainly not feel-good emotions. Let's start with talking about a deceased ex, and I'll begin with an email I got from a listener who says, Hi, Melissa. I've been with my boyfriend for a year now. He has two children, ages nine and six. Their mother passed away from cancer two years ago. I don't really know how I fit in because everything I do, I feel as if I'm being compared to her. There are still photos of her in the house, and the kids still talk about her constantly. I understand they have lost their mom, and I am trying to be really sensitive about that, but sometimes I wonder if I'll ever feel special or important. 
My boyfriend loves me and I know it, but I still feel like he loved her more. Am I wrong to feel this way? Am I being selfish? I'm not sure how much time they need or what I should be doing to help the situation. And this was one email I picked to read on air, but I have received many about this topic. And death is very difficult, especially when it hits a young family. No one really expects to lose their spouse at a young age. No children expect to lose their mom or their dad when they're so young. It is extremely hard. And for this particular listener, no, you're not being selfish. Your feelings are real and valid, but you do have to remember that two years still kind of fresh, especially with the ages of the kids. But let's talk about what happens in these situations. In many cases, after the death of a partner, the living person begins to date again rather quickly. I should say in cases where the couple is young. I think older people are more cautious and wait a little longer, but a young couple, young person, I should say, wants to live again. This isn't an insensitive thing on their part. There are reasons. Loneliness or fear of being alone plays a part. But one of the biggest factors here is the fear of raising kids alone. It's quite normal to want to enter into a new relationship in the hopes that there's someone out there who can not only help with the kids, but also love them and play a mother or father figure type role that is now lacking. And sure, ideally, it would be nice to wait a while until the grieving process is at its finish and everyone is stable. But that's just not how life works, is it? Sometimes relationships find you and things happen unexpectedly and you don't want to turn someone away if you feel a connection. And I'm a huge believer in things happen for a reason. So I feel that if someone comes into your life, it's for a reason. But if you find that you are here in love with a widow or widower, how can you cope? Well, let's talk about what you might be facing. As in the email I read, photos. When a couple divorces, photos are usually removed from a home, excluding maybe some for the kids' sake. In the case of death, that isn't usually the case. Some do remove the photos as to not have the reminder, but many people choose to leave the photos around. And I know that people have a problem with this, but my personal opinion is that I don't, and I'll tell you why. When a marriage ends due to a death, the couple did not fall out of love. There are special memories there. Wiping away all traces of that relationship can cause more pain. If photos are removed because the new partner wants them removed, then it can even cause resentment. And the biggest thing here though is the kids. Why wipe away memories of the parent from the kids? That was their mom or dad. It's already hard enough losing a parent. We don't wanna to add to their pain by trying to erase their memories. That being said, I don't think the pictures need to be scattered all over the house. You can make a memorial shelf, which is a nice idea because it keeps the memorabilia contained to an area and also shows the kids that you respect their deceased parent. Another option which works great for kids is to make them an album or a scrapbook of their parent where they can even work on the album themselves that they can keep on a shelf and look at whenever they want to. As far as the kids' rooms, they should have a photo on the wall or on their night table of the parent as well. And I know for a new partner, you don't want to see those photos, but it's important for your new blended family. Those kids 
need to know and remember that they were created out of love and they don't need all of the memories wiped away from their house. Something else you might encounter is pushback from the kids. This one can be more painful for you. If they're still grieving, they may not be receptive to you coming into the picture. There are even cases where years later, they still might feel that way. Depending on the ages of the kids, they may feel like you're there to replace their parent. They might judge you or compare you. Remember one thing here, you are not trying to replace their parent. And that is what you need to get across to the kids, which is why I was telling you to keep the photos. If you come in and remove every trace of their parent, then that's what they'll feel like. Be sure to help them keep the memories alive and they'll appreciate and love you for that. Ask them to tell you stories about their parent. Ask them to show you the photos, communicate with them. Let them know that you're not a replacement. Sure, it, it might be hard to hear the stories or to look at the pictures, but think of how they feel for a minute. Understand that they can love you too, and that love is gonna look different than the love they had with their parent. What they might need right now is extra love and support. Definitely take into consideration the amount of time they've been without the parent. If they lost their parent more recently, they're gonna have a harder time. The main takeaway here is to not take things personally. And that's the hard part, really. You might hear hurtful things like, my mom was a better cook than you, or my dad was more fun than you. It's normal to feel hurt by that. Gosh, that's said in blended homes from kids whose parents are both living. But instead of feeling hurt, try to consider why they're saying it, what feelings are behind it, and don't react by being hurtful back. Instead, validate their feelings by saying something like, I know you really miss your mom. You're right, we don't cook the same way, but why don't you tell me what you like to eat and maybe we can cook together sometime. Or in the other example, I know you miss having fun times with your dad. What are the things he used to do with you? Tell me about it. See, in both examples, I'm showing you how to not only not take it personal, but also how you can engage with them so they don't see you as a threat. Therapy is really important for kids that lose their parents young. And also the living parents should be working with the kids to help them transition and to help their acceptance of you into their lives. Now let's move on to your partner's family and friends. Of course, if the family and friends loved this deceased person, you're going to feel insecure. You're going to feel like there's no way you can be loved the same way. And this just isn't true. You might feel as if you're being compared, but most likely that is more in your mind than what it actually is. Even if you are being compared, does it really matter? What's important here is that you be who you are. Be yourself and they'll love you too. The worst thing you can do is to make this into a thing with them. Like talk negatively about the deceased or make a big deal about it if they happen to come up in conversation. Even though your feelings are valid, to the outside friends and family, it could come across as petty to them. And again, here I say, do not take this personal. Even if they talk about the person, it doesn't mean you're less special or less important. Now, 
if the family and friends are being rude or thoughtless, then I would talk to your partner about it so that he or she can handle it in a way that doesn't make you look bad. No one should make you feel bad in any way just because you're dating. They do need to accept that people move on after death. The last issue here is your current partner, probably the most important one. If you're feeling like you can't stack up in the eyes of your partner, this is really going to affect your relationship. And to really determine what's fair here, you need to pay attention to all the factors. How long ago was the passing? How was their marriage? Was the passing expected or unexpected? Understand that everyone grieves in a different way and for a different length of time. And it is normal for your partner to grieve for a long time. It's also normal that after the grieving process that there are still occasions where they experience pain or sadness, like holidays or anniversaries. For you, that is going to likely make you feel as if you're not important or you're not loved the same, but that isn't always the case. Sure, there are times when someone enters into a new relationship prematurely and for the wrong reasons, therefore they're not able to love fully now with someone new. Only you'll know this. I can't judge that for everyone. I'm not there, but it is okay for your partner to reminisce or to look at old photos, or to talk to the kids about memories shared, and that might feel painful for you, but it's healing for them. So I want you to understand that. It might be painful for you, but it is healing for them. And as I said earlier, you don't want resentment to build. Put yourself in their shoes and think, how would you feel if you lost your partner? Would you want someone making you feel as if you had to erase their memory? And don't be afraid to talk about these issues with your partner. Couples therapy or coaching is a good way to work through it together. What is not okay is if your partner is outright comparing you to their deceased partner or if they're being insensitive to your feelings. There's a, there's a big difference between normal grieving and just being insensitive to those around you. Unfortunately, dating or marrying someone who is a widow or widower comes with its own unique challenges. I guess the main thing I want you to know here is that you cannot allow normal grieving and moving on processes to make you feel like you are insignificant. Sure, it can feel that way, and that's when you need to evaluate the situation and speak up if necessary, but Try to understand that grieving is a process that is individual to the person and really it is their journey. Sometimes watching a grieving person is painful and if you choose to stay with them, it's not always easy. And you have to remember to take care of yourself at the same time as you're caring for them. And I know that is all heavy stuff, but it's real and I needed to talk about it. Now, let's move on to living in the shadows of a living ex. And I have two emails here that I can read to you for a perfect example of what this might look like. So the first one, Melissa. I've been dating this man for eight months now and I really love him. He has three kids who are 12, eight, and six. I have a son from a previous relationship. Everything's going well except for one thing. I feel like he's still in love with his ex. She left him for another man and I don't think he's over it yet. I know he was heartbroken when she left him. The kids are okay with me since they're pretty upset with their mom, but my boyfriend is constantly checking her social media and talking about her. 
The other thing is that I've seen pictures of her and she's really pretty. I'm feeling insecure and I don't know what to do. I just feel as if I'll never be enough. What should I do? And then the second email I'm going to read to you says, Melissa, I'm dating a woman who I'm really crazy about. Her ex-husband is a great dad, but he was a bad husband. He cheated on her several times. I know she loves me and would never go back to him, so that's not the problem. My problem is the kids. Her kids are two boys who are 11 and 7. They don't really know about their dad, so they think their parents divorced just because they didn't love one another anymore. Like I said, he's a good dad, so they wish he was back in the house. They won't accept me. They constantly remind me how cool he is and how they want him around. I'm trying to do my best to not let it bother me, but I feel as if this relationship will never work if I'm always compared to their dad. I feel like if they knew what he did to their mom, they might feel differently. Any advice is appreciated. So you see here two different scenarios where my listeners feel like they're living in the shadows of a former partner, still painful, but in a different way. Now, I hate to say this in such a blunt way, but when there's a death, there's not the fear or worry that that person is coming back into the picture. There isn't a threat there. With these situations, there isn't necessarily a threat, but it can sure feel like that. So there isn't always a possibility of a relationship rekindling, and even when there isn't, we kind of imagine that there is. So insecurity plays a huge part here. And here's what I tell people in these situations. That relationship ended for a reason. It didn't work out. Your partner chose not to be with that person for whatever reason. It doesn't matter what they look like, how much money they have, how many material things they own, what kind of body they have, or anything else that you're comparing. Right now, your partner is with you. That is for a reason. You're giving them something different than the last partner. And it also doesn't matter who did the breaking up. None of it matters. You are going to make yourself crazy wondering if they were better than you, better looking, or better personality, or better at sports, or whatever it may be. By doing this, you're taking away from your relationship right now. We all have a past, and there is nothing we can do about that. All we can do is learn and grow. Most likely, your partner learned some valuable lessons from that past relationship. They learned what they want and what they don't want. And that's a good thing. That means they'll be a better partner for you. If you're constantly living in fear of losing your relationship because you don't think you stack up, then you'll bring about what you fear most. Your insecurities will seep into your relationship and cause it to fail. And I'm not trying to be hard on you here. I'm just being truthful. I've seen it happen. But I do know that it's not always easy to eliminate insecurities. If your partner is doing something to cause them, then you need to speak up. In the case of the email I just read where the guy is constantly checking his ex's social media. In this case, my listener needs to let him know how it makes her feel, what it looks like to her. And that is valid, right? She probably thinks that he still has feelings because he's jealous or checking up on what she's up to. So it makes total sense. But in many cases, we have insecurities for no reason at all. Well, I shouldn't say no reason. We can't really help how we feel, can we? But I mean, some insecurities are no fault of our partner. For instance, as she also stated, the ex is prettier than her, or so she thinks. 
That isn't anything that he can control, and it's probably not what he sees either. If your partner is with you, it doesn't matter what the ex looks like. They could be a supermodel, but don't we all know by now as adults that looks are not what matters? We teach that to our kids, right? But it's easy to get caught up in all of the insecurities. If you're feeling insecure, I want you to pull your focus off of what you don't like about yourself or what made the ex better in your eyes. Instead, I want you to focus on what makes you special. What do you think you have to offer? I'm sure that you have amazing qualities. And if you stop focusing on what you don't have and stop focusing on that other person, you can really focus on yourself and bring out your positives. And keep in mind too, if someone can't see your beauty, and I mean that as a person, your beauty as an entire person, you don't want them. If someone wants to leave you to go back to an ex, then wish them well. Does anyone really want to go backwards to a relationship that was broken the first time? It hardly ever happens. And when it does, you let them go because it means you have something far greater ahead of you. What about the kids? Our second email is evidence of the fact that kids have a hard time accepting new partners for their parents. This is kind of the same as earlier when I was talking about a deceased parent in that you need to not take it personally. And I would tell you to handle things in a similar way. As I said earlier, when a child compares you to their parent, you can validate them, show them that it's okay to love their parent. Of course, they need to do this respectfully though. Kids love to say, you're not my mom or you're not my dad. Well, that might sting a little bit, but it's a true statement, right? You can respond with, you're right, I'm not, and I'm not trying to be. Unfortunately, a lot of this has to do with their parents' divorce and how it was handled at the time. If their parents didn't explain much or give them a chance to work through their emotions, they'll be less receptive to a new partner. They'll compare you. I hate to say it, but it really is up to the parents to help the kids move through a divorce. Not that it always helps. Kids do have a mind of their own. But if the kids are constantly comparing a step-parent to their bio-parent, I really think the bio-parents need to step in and at least attempt to get that under control. So there you have it. When you or someone you love is comparing you to an ex or a deceased partner, you can feel as if you're living in their shadows. I hope that today's show helps you to understand why that happens and also helps you learn how you can handle it in a healthy way. I hope I didn't minimize anyone's feelings either. I totally understand where the feelings come from and why they're there. I just know that we're often our own worst enemies when it comes to these things. Our own insecurities cause us to see things in ways that are damaging to our psyches. So if you can relate to today's show, I want you to work on building yourself up because that is what really matters and that's what's gonna help you. What really matters is what you think of yourself. We're never going to be able to control what others think of us. So why fret over it? You're special. That's why your partner chose to be with you. So I want you to take comfort in that. If anyone listening has personal experience with this, and you'd like to offer some advice, feedback can be sent to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com or you can leave me a message at speakpipe.com slash blendedfamilypodcast. 
also continue the conversation over in the private Facebook group over at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. I know that was a lot to remember, so don't worry. All of the links I just mentioned are in the show notes for you. Thank you as always for listening today, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.